What's up? It's Andy Grammer with Jag. Hi, this is Carly Rae Jepsen, and you're listening to Jag. Hey, everybody, it's Joe Jonas hanging with Jag. This is Heather Knox, Playboy's Miss January 2012. With the hottest Jag I've ever seen. It's B.O.B. checking in with my homie Jag. So much swag with my homie Jag. It's the Jag Show Podcast. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens, and welcome into the Jag Show Podcast. I am joined by a very special guest today, Michelle O'Dell in Portland, Oregon. Hello, Michelle. Hello, Jag. For those of you who may not live in Vermont or upstate New York, where Michelle and I worked together in, in Burlington, Vermont, Michelle and I worked together at a little radio station called 95 X, which is not anything dirty. It's just, well... Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> The station is called 95 X. It's a top 40 radio station in Burlington, Vermont. Its call letters are WXXX. It was a top 40 radio station. It was nothing uh, nothing X-rated. R for sure. Yeah, R for sure, definitely. PG-13, yes. Yes, behind the scenes was another story altogether. But <laughs> uh, Michelle and I shared an office in Burlington at that radio station where we could tell you stories for hours and hours and hours, but none of them would be appropriate for this podcast without marking it as explicit. So <laughs> I've talked in a number of previous episodes about my transition from working in radio to getting into podcasting. And I'm thrilled to say that Michelle is about to make that same crossover. Wilbur, give me another carrot, please. (laughs) I keep likening it to like you got the old racehorse that can't really run anymore, but still has some purpose. That's me. I'm the old racehorse. (laughs) You're not an old racehorse. (laughs) Well, I kind of feel that way because, you know, radio is this very exclusive little world. And once you're not in it anymore, you you do. You kind of feel like a regular person for a while. And I, I don't. I like that, but I think podcasting might be the best way to use the skills that I did learn when I was in radio for 15 years. So so we worked in radio at the same station again in Vermont, and I left in 2011 to come to Detroit. And you were there for a couple of years after that, right? Yeah, I was there eight years altogether, so I think I left in 2013, yeah. And where'd you go from there? Well, then my uh, husband got matched in Cleveland because he was a medical student and he graduated from medical school in University of Vermont. And then he on match day, he got matched to Cleveland, Ohio for vascular surgery. Very nice. Yeah. And from there, I uh, was without radio for about six months. And then I put my demo in to the local CBS radio station, uh, Dave Popovich. Shout out to him. He called me in and I was back on the radio again. So I did that for about three years in Cleveland. I was the nighttime jock, which was all voice tracked. But more importantly, I was the public service director. So I interviewed all the local charitable organizations and all the nonprofits uh, in Cleveland. I would record local uh, nonprofits and national nonprofits uh, throughout the week, and then we would put it together as one show, and it was called Cleveland Connection with Michelle O'Dell. Uh, So that's really the impetus of me wanting to do this whole podcast thing, because doing interviews was second nature to me. It was no big deal to sit down and talk to somebody about infant mortality or, you know, free pizza. I mean, like in the same day and it would. But not in the same episode, I hope. Not in the same episode, but it would be very, it was a a lot to absorb. And I feel like if I can talk to people about their nonprofits and the horrible state of some of the parts of Cleveland, Ohio, Mm -hmm. I could surely talk to somebody about their business, 
and making themselves sound legitimate and, and professional and that sort of thing. So I think an advantage that you have in this situation, as opposed to where I was when I got started a year or two ago in podcasting, is when we were together in Vermont, you spent a lot of time as a co-host on the morning show. Yeah, I was one of the crew or zoo members or whatever you want to call it. So yes, I had to learn to balance between four or five people in the room and not to jump on somebody else and, and to listen Listen, listen. That's the main thing is listen to the other people and then react. Howard Stern's number one rule is just listen. So as opposed to me, I was the night guy making, you know, funny jokes about, you know, Britney Spears, <laughs> Britney Spears and all kinds of other blue rated things, uh, you know, for 20 seconds over a song intro. You were actually having more conversations with people. Right. And like you said, you know, if you ha were to have more than one person on a podcast, the sort of like running the room thing where you have to know when to speak and when to let others speak and sort of be the maestro of the whole operation. And, you know, you were in a situation where you got to see that every morning at the butt crack of dawn. And you get good quick because you don't want to get yelled at by the host or the hostess or anybody else in the room or, or the, the program director. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so pain is good. We all got yelled at by that program director for sure. His favorite word is a word we can't say on this podcast. None of his words are we allowed to say on this podcast. <laughs> so it seems that it's a very obvious transition for you. What excites you about podcasting? I know you've been doing a lot of reading about it and a lot of research into it in the last you know months since you and I have been talking off air. But what is it about podcasting that appeals to you? Well, I love conversations. I love a good, long conversation. I have several podcasts I listen to myself, and they're like... One of them is Pete Holmes, You Made It Weird. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of that one, but not. he just basically interviews other comedians. But it's like two hours long some of the times. Mm -hmm. um, they're all different timings. Um, Dax Shepard, armchair uh, expert. He interviews all kinds of people. And again, hour, two-hour conversations. I love Terry Gross from Fresh Air. I grew up, well, in the last 22 years, I've been listening to This American Life, mm -hmm. which is a huge show, and it's telling stories long. It's just interviews. They do it with some music and sound effects and they have a theme. I actually saw it live in New York on stage when it's just a Ira Glass sitting there on stage nice. with like, you know, like a music stand and just talking. So I love the fact that people could take their expertise, whatever their business is, and have a discussion about it. There's a great Venn diagram I have about finding the importance of what you do, finding your passion, finding what does a listener need to hear. And then in the middle of all of that is what a good podcast should be about. I love it. So that's exciting to help a small. I, I always like to help the little guy, but to help a small business become kind of even a little bit of a celebrity in the name of podcasting. Because if you reciprocate with other companies and get on other people's podcasts and you really do a good job at pushing it out in, on social media, you can really be somebody that wants to hear what you have to say and then help build your business or beef up your business or just do what you want to do with your business. I love that you and I see that aspect of podcasting similarly. And especially now, we're recording this on a Monday afternoon, March 30th, in the middle of all this coronavirus, COVID-19, social isolation, quarantine, and all this stuff. And we're all at home right now. I should mention, mm -hmm. you're at home in Portland. I'm at home here in Detroit. And we're just having a conversation. We can see each other as we're recording this. 
And it sounds great because we're on microphones, you know. Your microphone was a $60 microphone and it sounds tremendous. And there's so much that can be done in podcasting to communicate with people remotely. You know, you or I could record a client in a podcast without having to leave their home. Right. If they don't have a microphone, you can even record it on those little uh, iPod headphones or iPhone headphones that come with your iPhone that have that little microphone and the volume switch that hangs down by your chin. It is so easy to have a conversation and to get the word out. And there's a psychological aspect to this social isolation. It, by definition, can be isolating. Yeah. And you want to have that human connection with people. That's why... My wife and I are FaceTiming couple friends of ours yeah, so that we can see them and have these conversations with people so that we're not alone. Like I've probably FaceTimed with my mom more times in the last month than I have in the last Aww. you know six months because just, hey, just, just checking in on you. How you doing? And then dad makes a dirty joke and we go from there. We were talking about this last week. Can you imagine if this happened 15 years ago? We would be... People would be jumping out of their windows by now because they would have felt so isolated and alone. And it's just, it would be so scary. Now we have information at our fingertips. We can listen to podcasts about, you know, coronavirus. We can call our friends. I had a virtual happy hour on Saturday night. We all made cocktails. I even put on like some makeup and I put on a... My, I had upperwear that they call. It's like down below. I was wearing shorts. The upper, I was wearing... Oh, like the little... old TV anchor cliche where they're wearing the shirt and tie, but like, you know... <laughs> Gym shorts on the bottom. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And it's thank God we have that because I really and I'm on day 24 of this. Oh, I don't even know what day I'm on. Yeah, it's crazy. We've never lived through something like this before. So, yes, this is a perfect time for me to really hammer out this business idea and work with you, Jag. So I'm really excited. Well, I'm excited to be working with you as well. And, you know, one more thing I want to hit on, too, is the intimacy of audio. And I've mentioned this Mm -hmm. in blog posts and podcasts and You and I were very fortunate in some ways to work for that station in Vermont because that station was a flamethrower. That station, everybody in town knew about that radio station. They called it the Jock Factory. DJs that didn't know what they were doing would get a job there. And then, you know, a couple of years later, you're out in a major market. It really was. You went from there to Cleveland. I went from there to Detroit. We had a coworker go to Seattle. We had another coworker go to Tampa, like go to these big markets because we learned there. Mm -hmm. But even more than that, the connection from that radio station. And, you know, I had it a little bit on the night show, you know, people who would listen to me as they're driving around, you know, kids, whatever at night. But you being on that morning show, mm-hmm. there were people who were listening to you going to work every or school every single morning. Like, if they saw you, you were a rock star. Oh, my God, it's Michelle O'Dell. Oh, my God, I heard this thing you were talking about the other day and blah, 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 blah. We called them leg humpers. They didn't mean <laughs> to be, but they would meet you and they would hear your voice and they'd feel like they know you already. And they would just sort of, you could just tell as soon as you met somebody that they, you could tell that they listened to you because they just looked at you funny and <laughs> and they like they humped your leg because you might be keeping them company in their car every morning exactly. or on the school bus or whatever it is that I don't know if any school buses allowed our station on their bus by the time we were there but it, <laughs> but there's such a connection there with audio and there's mm-hmm. physiologically if you're watching TV you can just zone out in front of it and do whatever but when you are hearing something without seeing it it engages your brain in a way because your brain has to paint the picture that you can't see mm-hmm And that gives you something that YouTube and even the Tiger King is not going to give you. (laughs) And I'm not going to spoil it for you because I know you have, what, two episodes left? I have two more left. It's just incredible. So well done. I can't believe it. (laughs) All right. Well, again, all you cool cats and kittens, we appreciate you listening today. 
I can't believe you get. I said that twice. And you haven't gotten the reference. Cool cats and kittens. That's uh, Carol, the woman in Florida. Oh, yes. Her, her yes. videos with that. I knew that was like, why am I? Why does that sound so familiar? <laughs> She's insane. I, I don't I can't wait to find out what happens. I really can't. Let's not spoil it for anybody who hasn't started it yet. But but that's how we, she would start all her webcasts. That's right. All right. Cool cats and kittens. I was hoping you would pick up on the reference and you missed it twice. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> Well, I'm nervous. <laughs> well, there's no need to be nervous because you sound great. And I know you're going to do great work for clients there in Portland as we get you up and running with your company. I've talked to so many people in radio that feel a sense of despair. And I'm not going to single out any big corporate company because there are many of them. And I, I'm not going to say one is any worse than the others. But they have seen things happen where they have seen a number of people get cut. Unfortunately, they're probably going to see a number more people get cut with where we're going right now economically. Mm-hmm. And there are so many people who say, oh, my God, this is all I know how to do. All I know is how to be a monkey and sit here in front of a microphone and, and talk. And that's how I felt. And I think that's probably at one point how you felt, too. I still feel that way. I always say I painted myself into a corner. I learned a very specific skill set. And what do you do with that? I mean, yeah, I have great customer service. OK, but I mean, come on. What do you do with that? Your podcast. It's the new way. Everything that. Anybody in radio has learned about connecting with an audience, about painting a picture with audio, about having a conversation like we were talking about earlier, running a room and that sort of thing. It translates. There are a million things you can do. If you were on the air, you know how to think quickly on your feet. You know how to make split second decisions. You can multitask all those things. But there really is an opportunity in podcasting to help other people tell their stories because I always say nobody can tell your brand's story better than you can. And a radio person and a radio host like Michelle or me or anybody that's worked in the space can help you do that. And so I do want to say to any radio folks listening, there really is an opportunity in this field to grow and really reinvent yourself. And the biggest difference, and I've said this before, but the biggest difference between radio and podcasting is Radio is us versus them. They're either listening to us or they're listening to them. And podcasting is more of a rising tide lifts all boats kind of situation where everybody in podcasting has been so cooperative. I could sit here for an hour and list all the people that have helped me in my podcasting career get started. The more people are into podcasting and the more people that are cranking out quality products, the better it's going to be for this industry that is just rising and growing exponentially. Absolutely. And if you have the skills, you know how to talk on a mic, or even if you don't, I feel like even someone who's never even done radio, if you feel like you're good at talking to people and you enjoy talking to people and you enjoy listening to people about their business and what they do for other people, then you can try it. And the equipment isn't even really for a pretty small amount of money. You can get started, at least basically get started. You know, one of the things I contemplated was going to esthetician school, becoming someone who does facials. Thank God I didn't do that now. (laughs) (laughs) That would be like, that's like the closest you could actually be to another human being. And I thought about it. I'm like, why would I learn a whole new skill set when I actually it was you, Jag, when I saw that what you were doing and you sent out a Facebook post or something and saying, look at my new business. And I click on the link and I see what you're doing and I hear other interviews you've done for other businesses. I'm like. I can do that. I can do that. Uh, it is complicated and there's a lot to it, but it's not impossible. And like you said, there's so many people that will help you. We're, uh, we're on that Facebook. It's that hangout or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. The, uh, yeah, the closed the group. group. Yep, the- yeah. There's always great advice on that. And 
Um, there's so many you can YouTube right now how to do a podcast and, and there's like probably 80 different versions of it and you can take what you want from each one. But yeah, you've really made a big name for yourself, oh, Jag, you. and it's really impressive to see it. It really gave me a lot of hope because I wasn't feeling too hopeful before I saw what you were doing. I didn't know what I was going to do for the next chunk of my life here. So it's really impressive. I want to come back to something you said a second ago, Michelle, and that's this program director that you and I worked for in Vermont, he once told me that he would rather take somebody off the street that's got a really good personality and really good conversationalist than a radio DJ who's been doing it the wrong way for a number of years. Exactly. And the same, I think, goes for podcasting. You don't have to be a radio veteran for 15 years like Michelle and I both were. You can be somebody who's good at having conversations with people. You can train yourself on how to record audio and edit audio. Anybody can learn the technical side. If you have a good personality and you truly like listening, then you can do it for sure. And there are so many people in this current climate that are going to be unfortunately out of work or looking to start a new yes. career or looking to go in a different direction or maybe be their own boss like you and I are looking to do here. This could be an opportunity for you. And you may be sitting there asking yourself, well, why are these two telling me how to do this? Isn't that going to be less opportunity for them if I'm taking clients they can be have? This field nope. is growing so fast. There aren't enough of us to create the amount of content that could be out there. So I have no problem telling anybody, hey, yeah, go ahead, do this, because there's going to be plenty of opportunity for you. And I'm not worried about you taking business from me because there's so much to be had if it's done right. If it's done right and you know how to market yourself specifically, which you can totally do with podcasts and how you put it up on the internet. And in radio, it's all about big audience, big audience. You want to get everyone listening to your station, your big conglomerate. <laughs> in podcasting, it doesn't have to be a big audience. It just want a quality audience. So if you only have 100 listeners, but those are 100 listeners that are learning something from your podcast, learning about your business, learning about you, and they're actually participating and enjoying it, that can actually end up working out for you as far even monetizing it, I would imagine, right? Yeah, and again, a lot of people get into this with the big dollar signs in their head. You're not going to make money off this right away. You got to have patience and you've got to build a brand and you've got to build sort of the empire from the ground up. But your point is well taken because people get obsessed over, oh, how many likes did I get on Facebook or Instagram or how many, uh, how many followers do I have? It takes a lot more as a consumer to listen to a podcast than it does to click like on a cat video. So, <laughs> so yeah, a thousand Facebook likes is great. I'd rather have 50 podcast listeners than a thousand Facebook likes because those 50 people are going to be captivated. And you might be able exactly. to match yourself up with a sponsor. The analogy I always use is if you have a basket weaving podcast, you might not have a giant audience for that. But I bet you those people who are listening are really into basket weaving. And there's probably a basket supply company that would really like to target such a captive audience. And they're loyal. And loyal means, oh, we want to buy something from you. We want uh, your T-shirt or we want, you know, it's just endless. It can just keep going. Like you said, if you do it right, you start off small, follow the rules of really putting your name out there and being consistent. Yes, it can go far, I think. Well, Michelle, you and I never got to do a morning show together. So I think this is about as close as, uh, as we're going to get. But I've enjoyed talking today. I'm excited to uh, help you and watch you throughout this journey as you begin it to create your own podcasting empire out there in Portland. 
Yes. Thank you for your help. I mean it. I've, you've really given me new hope. I, I really feel so good about the future now because it's going to be hard work and I'm going to be nervous and scared, but it's going to be worth it and I'm going to be working for myself. Absolutely. And if anybody listening is interested in doing something along these lines and getting into podcast creation for businesses and nonprofits like I'm doing and like I'm helping Michelle get started with, please reach out to me. Find me online, jagindetroit.com. Email me, jag at jagindetroit.com or any of my social media, Jag in Detroit as well. Michelle, I know it's early out there in Portland. Thank you so much for the time this morning. We'll talk soon. Thank you so much, Jag. We'll see you soon. 